Hello and welcome to Tarot Bites. I'm Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of Tarot No Questions Asked, Master in the Art of Intuitive Reading. I'm also your host for this podcast series. This is episode 197 of Tarot Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on how to read tarot. And for today's episode, our topic is Tarot and the Akashic Records. And my special guests are Lisa Robertson and Pamela Chen. Welcome. Hi, Teresa. Thanks for having us. Hi, Teresa. It's great to be back. It is so good to have you both back. You know, I I think one of the the fun things about having a podcast is that you get to connect with people that you really love and that, you know, I admire your work very much. So it's really great fun to be here talking with you today and like last time too. So uh, this is a great topic too, because I'm going to be the first to admit, I do not know much about Akashic Records. In fact, I don't know nothing. I do not work with him, with them. This is way out of my wheelhouse. So I think when you brought this topic up, I'm like, okay, now I know a very little about this. And I think there might be a lot of people like me who are like, what the heck is this? How, what does tarot have to do with this? How can we work with this? So you've got my curiosity peaked. And I think we should start out by just talking about what are the Akashic Records? How can you explain that? To somebody who has no idea whatsoever what the heck we're talking about. So I believe that you probably have accessed the records at some point of time and you just don't know it because you don't know you aren't like people aren't aware that that's the space. So Lisa and I like to share that it's just a space next to us that is like the universal supercomputer system. And this contains information from all the souls that was ever created from the beginning, like the history of every soul since creation. That's all. (laughs) That's all it is. So when we go into the records, we are able to access all of this knowledge of your soul from the beginning. And that's a lot of knowledge. Well, is this just my soul? I mean, would, would I be able to access like other people's souls that are intertwined with mine? Yeah, so let's talk ethics and the records, because I think that's a very good question. It does come up a lot. So the space that we call Akasha, it has um, moderators, administrators, temple keepers, guides, all that kind of stuff up there that has um, the capacity to limit what we're able to have a look at and what we're able to poke into, including some of our own stuff. So this is actually where it gets really interesting because we can only access so much information about ourselves as well. So if it's not relevant to this particular incarnation, then we can't access it um, because we could interfere with the karmic path or the karmic journey that we are currently on. And it's also one of the reasons we can't go and poke around in other people's blueprints. We can, however, be guides for somebody else. We can sherper other uh, seekers up to the records and we can definitely do healings. I do a lot of healings in the healing vaults in the Akashic Records. So I take clients up there. They do their healing work there. We can do activation, recoding, reprogramming, and uh, light coding within the records. But that is all done with granted permission. So there is a set of ethics and rules and regulations that goes along with this work. So I couldn't, for example, let's say, poke around in, in your Akashic records. I would be very limited in that. You yes. wouldn't be able to access it. You wouldn't it. be able to access it. 
Um, if you could, if you were a Akashic Records practitioner, then you would be able to take us up and take us, or you can take us both our energies up there and you can receive the knowledge and give us a reading. Ah. So we'd have to do it together. And that's where the tarot comes in because you can access the information for readings. That's why a lot of people do Akashic Records readings. You can go up and we can guide you to meet your spirit guides or your team or your angels. We'd like to take them to go up to meet the unicorns, dragons. You can access past life experiences. You can take journeys. You can manifest up there. There's so much things you can do up there. Well, one of the things that you brought up past lives, and this is one of the things I'm really curious about. I mean, is Akashic Records just like the past life and all the previous incarnations? Or can this look towards the future? Or, I mean, I, I, I'm not sure if I know if it's the same or, or what, what would you explain about that? So usually Lisa and I take them to the records hall. That's where usually your book, your records, your life book, they call it, is being kept. And if it's appropriate for you at the time, like Lisa said, they will show you what it is that you ask for. So we can access the past or we can access the future. Or Lisa, in our programs, we like to rewrite our soul contracts. So a lot of people are very surprised that when we take them up to rewrite their money contract, they only they only wrote in their contract before they came into this life, they want to earn $100 a month or something. It's really funny because money's not important at a soul level. So at the time, we didn't know. Wow. So I could go, let's say if I have a pattern happening in my life, uh, let's use money as an example, where I'm constantly blowing all of my money, there might be something I can do by going back into the Akashic Records and looking at the contract I wrote, and then I could rewrite that. So what would you do then? Would you be like, would you visualize like you're, you're rewriting, like I'm able to save money or something else like that? Well, it depends on the contract because there's multiple things. So like maybe it's part of your savings account, like savings contract. There's multiple different layers. So when we talk about money, we actually go in and we do the rewriting for revenue earned in a 12-month period. So it's a very specific contract we're looking at. But you might want to access that contract um, and you would you could either do this yourself if you knew how to access the records or through an, uh, an Akashic practitioner who's been who can take you up there and you could actually ask the guides to show you um, or to guide you to the agreement that you made with yourself about how you hold on to resources. So it wouldn't actually be about money per se because you're focused on the money because it seems to slip through your hands but, we know that that is also about resources in general. So you'd want to go and have a look at what kind of agreements did you make this time round uh, when it came to physical resources in your environment and how you handled them, how you managed them, and what role you cast to play in this incarnation in regards to material resources. And so we go much, much deeper into that and see what that is, and then you would have the opportunity to change that if it wasn't in alignment with what you want to create now. Now, what if I change the contract, but then I decide later on, wait a minute, I want something different. Can I go back in and rewrite it again? Or do I just get one chance here? <laughs> you can go back. You can go back and write it again. What we ask our students to do is be very intentional before we even step into the records. You have to have your goal. You have to have your intention, exactly what you desire before you go up in there. So we can just go right to, to it and we change our records. 
Now, have you ever had it where somebody wanted to change it, but maybe you thought what they were trying to aim for wasn't going to be for their highest good? And if so, I mean, do you advise people on how they should reframe things or do you let people just do what they need to do? That's not our place to tell people what's for their highest good, right? So like, that's the whole point of the Akashic dimension. They've already got the rules and regulations up there. That has nothing to do with us. Our job is to be a guide. Um, we do guide you through what sort of words you may wish to put in the contract because words have power and once you have written them and once they have a certain vibration to them, you are now putting that code into your energy field, your auric field, you're projecting it in everything you do. But really, that's none of our business. I mean, you can screw up your life any way you want. That's your choice, right? It's your karma. It's your blueprint. It's your journey. That's totally up to you. All right. So Pamela, you mentioned that tarot can help access and work with the Akashic records. And, you know, of course, we want to talk about that today. So how can somebody use tarot to work with the Akashic records? What are some of your methods? What do you, I mean, how do you get started there? I think it's more of the other way around. You can access the Akashic records. So you would take, so we go up, the Akashic realm is up because it's a higher frequency. So a lot of times we take our students up for a little bit first. So they're used to the frequency and then we come back down. But if you're used to the records, then you can go up for a longer period of time. So we would go up first and then you can start doing your readings because now you would have this knowledge that is from the records. You're accessing like advanced levels of creative intelligence and clarity. And so we use the, we, oh, oh, I'm go sorry. ahead. I was going to say, we use, we use the tarot in a couple of different ways when it comes to Akashic work too. So it's not just for readings. So let's go back to the contracts. Um, if we were doing a group contract rewriting um, and, and here's the thing I want your listeners to understand when we're talking about these contracts, the Akashic records don't see them as serious legal binding contracts does that make sense like it's more like you wrote some stuff on a sticky note you slapped it in a book and you said yeah that'll be fantastic um that's pretty much what we're talking about so that's why you can go back and rewrite it anytime you want like it's not it's not like here on in this play where we make it so freaking difficult to change a contract or write a contract so one of the things that you can do if you're going to be looking at some of these contracts or if you're going to be working with an Akashic practitioner is we recommend to do one of two things, to either grab your major arcana cards and use an archetypal significator for like who you want to be or how, you know, the, the energy around what that lesson is going to be. So let's just say we go back to yours uh, example there, mm-hmm. Teresa, with the spending of the money. So maybe you want to become a little bit more responsible with your money. You don't want it to completely be slipping through your hands every time you get it, you want to start saving. So maybe you, you want to pull this emperor card and this emperor card becomes your significator. And this is the energy and this is the guide you want to meet when you go up there. So you actually want to meet the emperor, your version of the emperor inside the Akashic records. And that's who you want to work with when you're up there. And then when you can, then when you come back, and this is one of the things that Pam and I do quite a lot when we do masterclasses, um, is then you can take that card And then you can do an expanded reading uh, from that. So then you can ask a couple more questions once you've gone up and you've done the the contract, you've come back down, but you've still got a little bit of that energy connected to you. 
then you can ask for your action steps as this energy. Now that you've done this reprogramming, now that you've stepped into this energy and this archetype of the emperor, what are the actions, thoughts, and beliefs that this particular new energy that you've gotten from the Akashic realm can bring into your life? So we come back to the cards, we flip three cards for that, and then that's the spread that we work on. Yeah, and usually Lisa and I like to take them up and they receive a gift from the kings, from the queens, from their archetypes. So they receive a gift that would be then infused into their energy, into you know the real world that they could use. And then the tarot cards after the spreads would you know allow them to see what are the steps they can do next. Is there a particular spread then that you do that, or do you mix it up? Mix it up. Lisa just makes it up. I think make, during the class, I make everything up on the spot. Like I'm not that organized, <laughs> Teresa. Like I know it seems that way, but I am not a very organized person. It's like, okay, here we are. This is what we're doing. This is what this is the information I receive. So this is this is how it's going to be. <laughs> I believe we're well, vir- spontaneous. <laughs> yeah, my Virgo self. My Virgo self is like Lisa. I need an outline. At least uh-huh. give me an outline. <laughs> I love that. I don't know, because I don't know what's going to happen when we get there. (laughs) So what do you say to people then who might be skeptical about the Akashic Records, who might think, well, what the heck is this? You know, there are people who are skeptical of tarot in general. Uh, But when we start talking about things like past lives and Akashic Records, there are people who really think, okay, this is really woo. What do you say to them? So I can speak to, Lisa can actually speak to that, but I can speak to the people who think that they can't access it yeah. or they can't be a practitioner because we just recently had a student for our certification and business course. And um, when we were chatting before she joined, she was like, but what if I can't do it? And I said, then you practice or you move on. Yeah, <laughs> I don't you practice because the more you're in the frequency, the more clear you will be in the records. And I think a lot of um, people who don't, who aren't tapped into their intuition, though, they aren't aware that when we say see, when we visualize clairvoyance, it's just imagining in your mind. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people expect to see like a real life unicorn in front of them, right? And when they don't yes. see that, they're just like, Oh, where, where's my unicorn? I didn't access the records, but they might, uh, they might have saw something in their mind really fast, felt something, heard something. They just weren't aware of it. So it does take practice. That makes sense because people are like that with intuition, just like you mm-hmm. said. Yeah. And Lisa, skeptics. Yeah, I'm not here to change people's beliefs about anything, to be perfectly honest. But what I always tell people is everything that you're denying, you're already doing. So it is one of those things of you can deny that this this realm exists, but you're accessing it every day. Every decision you make, every thought you think, every action you take, every feeling you have is being somehow influenced, guided, or pulled by from the space that we know as Akasha. So you don't need to believe in it for it to exist, and you don't need to be on board with it for it to have an impact in your life. Uh, one of the things I say to people is, but you're doing it on autopilot. So mm, it's mm-hmm. you're not in, in the driver's seat. So if you'd prefer to be in the driver's seat, then we can show you some tools. But if you're happy just to mm-hmm. sit shotgun and or, you know, give directions from the back seat, so be it. That's your choice. So you mentioned that you teach people 
to work with the Akashic Records and with Tarot. If people are interested in taking these classes, can you tell me more about where to take the classes, where to sign up, what the certification entails? Sure. So we actually, we just started this round of certification. So it is two part. It is our certification plus business course. So you have the option to do one or the other or both. Most of our students love both because they found that working through the modalities that we teach can really help their business whether they're healing and doing the work during our course, or they love to incorporate it more into their business practice. So it is our high magic certification and spiritual business course. So you get certified in six modalities. Akashic Records Practitioner is, is, I think it's everyone's favorite one. They love that one, but it is our last modality to be certified because we start with divination, intuition, psychic development, and Lisa actually has a full-on tarot course in there. <laughs> and wow. it's like, it could be a course itself, but everybody everybody loves that because it's a different way of approaching the tarot. We have practice sessions where the students come on and they practice with each other. It's our favorite, I think it's our favorite time. Then we move on to channeling. So being open to be receiving messages Speaking it, channeling it, or writing it is very important for um, if, if you're working with tarot, if you're working with Akashic Records, especially for business, because you can channel your post, you can channel your marketing, you can channel your business. So part of it, we take, Lisa takes us to meet our future self, and we channel our future self in automatic writing. Ooh. So yeah, that I was fun. That. Uh-huh. And then we have our Lunarology module which is really working with the devotional path of the moon. I don't know if you can see it, but Lisa and I like to light a candle for, you know, every moon phase. And we teach them how to work with the dark goddess, the light goddess, and finding your power hour with the moon. And so, yeah, that's fine. That's a fun module. You can be excited. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, I'm teaching crystal uh, magic, of course, how to activate your crystal, program your crystal, cleanse your crystal, create crystal grids, crystal elixir. I do teach a little crystal healing, but it's not a healing certification. It's just for fun. We like to do things fun. And then we have the um, intuitive um, EFT tapping, emotional freedom technique. So did we do it with you last time? I'm not too sure, but it was tapping a little bit about it. We did a little bit. Okay. Yeah. It's tapping on the meridian points, the energetic centers of your body. And when you do so these certain points like acupuncture, then you can release the limiting beliefs, your blockages from your emotional, physical, and mental body. So EFT is very powerful. And what Lisa and I teach them is to craft the script that actually works have them practice that. And we incorporate tarot. So you pull a card and you tap on the cards. It's really fun. I love that. I love anything that you could do with tarot. And you are both really creating a lot of new inroads with tarot that I don't think a lot of people have worked with, especially again, the Kashuk Records. This is one of the first times I've heard people working with that in the tarot aspect. So very interesting. I love that. Mm-hmm. We actually did a master class with because this is for um, some kind of corporate thing that they wanted us to do, and we did a master class for all skeptics, right? Yeah, all they were real skeptics. All four of them were like corporate skeptics because they were like kind of interviewing us for this uh, for for the stuff that we are doing, and they they were really surprised that they actually connected to their dragon. They were wow. like, "Wow, yeah." 
So it works. So, yeah. And, and obviously you are very good at helping people who might have trouble visualizing this stuff to see that, Hey, it's really not as hard as you think. And I, I always love making things accessible to people. So I think that's great. So well, where can people go ahead, Lisa. Sorry. No, I was going to say, I think one of the things that people like, I think they get lost when it comes to spirituality and the visualization stuff. My hypnosis teacher used to say all the time, if you can worry, if you can stress, you can visualize because stress and worry is you visualizing about all the bad crap that hasn't happened. So if you can do that, then you can also visualize the good, the out of this world and anything else. And I think, and I, you know, I always go back to that because I'm like, that is just such a great everyday example because, you know, we talk about this in, in the spiritual and new age realm, but this is really for those skeptics. Well, I know you worry, you worry about your kids, you worry about your bank account, you worry about your health. So this is absolutely no different to that. I love that. And I think that is really wise advice because I'm one of those people when I worry, I can stew up a whole story. So yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. And visualizing the things you want is just, it's the other side of the coin. So if people want to work with you, if they want to take your classes, your, they want to join all these fabulous certifications, where can they find you? So you can find us on Instagram. I am Pamela Unicorn. Lisa is spells, potions, books, tarot. I got it right. And we have an enchant group on um, Facebook. It's called Enchant. So we actually have a lot of free stuff. Lisa and do a lot of free stuff. We have a free three-day experience happening at the end of December this month where they can try. They can Mm -hmm. try, you know, connecting with us while we're playing with unicorns, going up into the records and see if that's for them. And usually we do, you know, have students sign up after that because they do see immediate transformation. We have our 30-day manifesting course, High Vibe Witchery, which is coming up January 8th, 2021. So that'll be really fun. And right after that in March is our next certification and business course. Awesome. Well, I think what you two are doing is really brilliant. It's groundbreaking. I love the work that you do. I'm going to probably want to ask you to come back again to talk about other things because I think uh, you are both just amazing. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom about the Akashic Records with me and my audience. I so appreciate both of you. Thank you, Teresa. Thank you, you, everyone. All right, folks, that wraps up this episode of Tarot Bites. You can check out lots more tarot goodness on my website, thetarolady.com. I've got free tarot and astrology lessons, lots of books, hundreds of blog posts, astrological forecasts, and plenty of other good things for you to scope out. Enjoy. I want to thank you again for listening. I hope you have a beautiful day. And hey, if you're digging the podcast, do me a favor. Get on over to iTunes and leave a kind review because that helps more tarot curious people find their way to Tarot Bites. And as always, I like to close out by saying, pay close attention to your intuition throughout your day and let it guide you into making brave, excellent choices. Remember, you are always in the driver's seat of your life. You are in charge of your decisions, your plans, the action steps that you take or don't take. You're the boss. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change that. Nothing is ever fixed in stone. The tarot cards tell a story, but you write the ending.